to Gone on, on Schlen. I'm Tom, and my name's Ross. We wanted for quite a while to get together and do a podcast. Initially, we want to talk about the Xbox 360. Yeah. As we both have had one throughout the whole, pretty much the entirety of its generation, of its lifespan. Kind of like an ode to the 360. It's yeah, a farewell tour. Since, I mean, we might touch upon this, but like, since I'm quite disillusioned by the whole next step up with all of the consoles and everything, the state of gaming as it is now, but for a good two or three years, the Xbox 360 was, from my point of view, because you might have PC players and stuff saying, eh, they're better. From my point of view, it was a fantastic console. I've done so much right, and I'm just shocked by the Xbox One. But we'll get to that. Yeah. We will get to that. Uh, so I thought we'd just maybe, just as, as an introduction to these person that listens to this podcast, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe just talk a little bit about ourselves quickly. Like I said, I'm Tom. We've known each other for, I think it's probably about 13 years. Mm-hmm. So it's a long, drawn out. <laughs> it's been grueling for everyone. <laughs> it's been tough. There's been some ups. Kind of like the road. More down. <laughs> the the bike home and the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been just like that. I've been the, the man and you've been... Uh, them cannibal dudes yeah he's talked about diarrhea a lot in that book didn't he well it would be a fear diarrhea Diarrhea is a fear we were talking briefly about a post-apocalyptic life and how wondering whether double glazing would stop (laughs) a nuclear winter or not I I don't think it would I don't know about you but it seems to be a fascination in popular culture at the moment certainly is about like post-apocalyptic films Especially in gaming. And gaming, yeah. You've got, obviously, the PlayStation exclusive. Oh, The Last of Us. Thank you. Yeah. I always think of the Fallout games, obviously. Well, Fallout 4 might be announced in, in E3. You heard that might Bethesda be. They've announced they're going to be doing it. Uh, Please not be an MMO. No, they've announced that they're going to be doing a, their own show at E3. So we don't know what they're going to talk about, but people are going, oh, it might be a new Elder Scrolls. Maybe Fallout. Because did you see that website that was released? With a countdown on it. I oh, know. Last year, I think, and when it when it finally finished the countdown, it was it turned out it was a hoax and it wasn't anything to do with Bethesda, but everyone thought it was going to be the announcement of Fallout. Aye, uh, but it wasn't. So ever since then, obviously, people have been going, "Oh, Fallout's going to be announced." And it might be one of the games that makes me finally excited for a next generation. Because if you think about it, them on a grand scale pushing the power of like of the new console that is something that would be exciting I think like I always thought I missed out a bit on Skyrim playing it on the Xbox when you looked how fantastic it was on the PC and stuff like that games like that massive games like that you always feel like you miss out when it comes to the mods and stuff exactly yeah which is something that at some point we'll have to discuss at great length how much we feel like we've missed out on games on the console compared to the PC which is just I don't know like you talk about Team Fortress Oh, how it's got three or four maps on Xbox 360 but then the PC version is constantly getting updated still even now I feel with that game though it's it's got to such an extent that it, it would take so much learning it's the the yeah. whole Evolve like well, my problems with that game where you would have to like learn so much and it's how patient are the people who are playing with you and like how much fun you're going to get out of basically either getting told what to do or find out through trial and error. So if you don't get on the on the train on the first stop, so to speak, you miss out on so much, don't you? You're right, yeah. Especially with uh, Evolve's got a kind of like a career path, hasn't it, with leveling up and stuff, where you you unlock different things. Oh, I just, didn't know it done that. Progression but... and stuff. There's a lot of lot of that involved. 
It needed so you're gonna, that. You're gonna, if we get an Xbox One and get Evolve, we're going to be behind from the off. Oh, I mean, been, one of the the best ones for that sort of example is uh, Shadowrun. You got that, didn't you? No, you, you told us about it. I never picked it up. You could play against people on the the PC with that on your Xbox, and it had like a sort of magnetized crosshair to make it easier on the Xbox against the PC players. Yeah. Well, that had such a big learning curve. It was crazy. Some of the, it had loads of different abilities and different classes, different um, items you could use, like a necromancer type. It's the Shabbat. I just sort of put my hands up. In the minute you kind of. It looked like a necromancer. I was trying to do a. What's it called? Not a kite, but something that you wear and you glide. A glider. Like a glider sort of thing, right? So you you jump and then you press a button and the glider comes out your back and you can glide around the level. But you've got to sort of use that with another skill or ability to get the best out of it. Otherwise, you're just gliding around like an idiot and you're just getting killed. That game with that, like I say, had a massive learning curve. There was loads and loads of progression in, in skills you could unlock and stuff. I played it for a week and then didn't play it again. See, my problem is, and I want, like, if anyone else listens to this, right, I don't want them sitting there thinking, are oh, these two just one games where it's like for babies? I want games to be interesting, have multi-layered, you know, like Battlefield being a good example where the first couple of games you play on that, you are getting pwned and it takes a long time to learn everything. Yeah. The problem is there's a massive skill involved in that because if you don't get the support from the community, and let's be honest, you know, on the Xbox Live, there's no support of community. If you're on a team... It's and you're, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you're it's the really weakness. Aggressive. People are like, oh, Jesus, man, you're crap why aren't you helping but then you think well i haven't got 12 hours every day to play this game and learn it a friend of mine michael the guy we played left for dead with mm-hmm. one of my friends i work with he's quite heavily involved in the uh destiny forums he's on it all the time he's always having not getting arguments with people there was one guy <laughs> it's quite funny yesterday uh he, he showed us this post someone had put up it basically the title was stop capping a at on a particular map, I can't remember what the name of the map was, but it was basically saying stop trying to capture point A on this map because it's a guaranteed loss. Uh-huh. And that was his that was his point. Stop doing it because you're going to lose. So capture B or C instead. Stop capturing A. This guy just got ripped apart. <laughs> one of the comments replies was from this one guy that said, "So keep capping A. Got it." <laughs> so obviously, like, you kind of go on a forum like that and start dictating and telling people to fucking stop doing a particular thing in a game. There's got to be some sort of strategy you can do, you, you can put together as a team to actually capture A and still win the game. You know what I mean? It's not can't be a guaranteed loss if you capture this particular point. I know some games are unbalanced and, and it might work like that, but I just think that's a really dictatory sort of thing. But you, you get that on games where it veers from one strange thing where you might play, it happened on Battlefield where there might be like eight years together and this one guy expects you to do exactly what he's, he's yeah. saying. Like with Left 4 Dead, we played Left 4 Dead a lot and you need... I still do play it. You need to have someone or people who are vocal because that game's just, it's not crap but it's crap when you don't have people with it's, mics. It's, it's funny because... It makes it a lot worse. For a while people thought it, it guaranteed if you didn't have a mic and you didn't talk on that game you would lose mm. but it's not that is not the case because recently I played it and you play it with people who don't know what they're doing they might be talking mm. but some people don't even listen it's a strange game that and, and that's what I like about that game it's uniqueness so that's how we met no like, <laughs> we're left for dead no it's going to be lots of tangents but that's what makes it good 
So yeah, we obviously, like I say, we met 13 years ago. We're not going into circumstances because it's unnecessary. No, but we just there's a court case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got out of prison. We shouldn't be in the same room as each other, but mm-hmm. that's we're just rebels. We quickly realised that music and gamer wasn't it. I think we're, we're yeah, and films as well. I guess yeah. the first thing we, we did together was play on your Super Nintendo, wasn't it? Play no, the snares, Mario though. Kart. Yeah. Me beating you on Rainbow Road every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I think that's how I remember it going down. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then obviously we started playing. Well, what I mean, we didn't meet when the Nintendo was the Super NES was the only console out there. But that was what we started playing on. You had, you had a PlayStation Two. Now I've got like I'm either lucky or unlucky enough to have a dad the way he is, and he would. He brought an Amiga in just out of the blue. I had an Amiga back in the day, and then this was like well, it's about seven or eight years ago since when I was living at home. He brought an Amiga back. I got back into that. The same with the snares. I had my own little retro revival, and so I think you were. That's a good thing, actually. Maybe we should talk a little bit about like my why, history why, game, yeah, why yeah. we're gamers. We, we can go go for it. What started you off on games? Well, I remember when uh, I was at primary school. And I remember there was little clicks. You remember that, do you? I vaguely. Well, I remember the concept that I did go to. <laughs> I've got books. That I must yeah. have been there. I've seen pictures of it. It must have been. I wrote, I wrote notes. There was little clicks of kids that, when you weren't playing football or collecting stickers and stuff, there was a lot of kids that were just going on and on about computer games. And back then, because I'm that age, it was 8-bit games, like machines like the Spectrum and the Commodore and the Amstrad. I remember being quite jealous I couldn't get into these conversations. I had access, limited access to like a Commodore 16 and whatnot. I remember Commodore that. Commodore 16? Yeah, they're like a Vic 20, so kind of Pac-Man and stuff like that. Yeah. I think, would the Acorn be maybe as an equivalent to that? Because that's what we had when we, well, we didn't seem to have one, but I've got a memory of one appearing in my house. I think one of my parents' friends had an Acorn and they brought it around and that had like, I think it was called Esmeralda. It was one of the games. A bit like the first Mario game, you know, uh, Donkey oh, Kong. It looked, it reminded us of that, and I think that had Pac-Man as well. So maybe that was sixteen bit. I'm not sure. Not sixteen bit. The Commodore sixty four and the Spectrum they were eight bit. So I don't know if like oh, these were right. four okay. bit. Ah right. Sorry. So eight bit is like that generation. Then it went up to like sixteen oh, yeah, bit was the the SNES, uh, Mega the Drive Mega Drive. Was, the, was that sixteen bit Mega Drive? Yeah, and then they had the thirty two bit add on stuff. You don't get that now because like it's kind of went out the window. The PlayStation must have been 64-bit because I'm sure the Nintendo 64 was out the same time. Oh, of course. I they stuck that in there. Let's keep the number going. So I remember that year for Christmas, I wanted. A, I said to them, I want a computer. I love, game, I love the idea of games, but I didn't have much access to them. And I also, the main reason was I wanted to be involved in like conversations, uh, yeah. really. My mum and dad bought as a Commodore. I'm glad they got us a Commodore because they were the best 8-bit computer. Yeah. But my friend Terry had a Spectrum. Like, everyone had Spectrums. Yeah. So all straight away, instead of this bonding experience, it was actually an alienating experience because <laughs> everyone started taking the piss saying, like, Commodores had blo- blocky graphics, like, they're not as good as Spectrums, no, this, that, and the other. Couldn't get blocky graphics in the Spectrum. they colour bleed and stuff like that. You'd, it was It was awful. I think you're saying that in case Terry's ever listening. Oh, no, we get... had one. We had a Spectrum. Well, the Spectrum, you see, didn't have blocky graphics, I didn't think. The Commodore definitely had blocky graphics. But the Spectrum had the, the colour clash 
which was ridiculous. Colour clash, that's... So yeah. some of the games were just like two colours or three yeah. colours. As soon as a, the character moved across a block, it would be like the same colour or it would change to yeah. another third colour of the two colours blending. It was mental that... Jet Set Willie was kind of funny. It's a that, mental like. that like, you look back at these games and like, it's mental that that was a thing that happened. Yeah, Do you I know what I mean? Like sitting around waiting for... 10, well, was it the 7 million minutes screen. for a game of oh Lord of Cassette? That was the Spectrum that done yeah. that, yeah. I think it's funny, you know, when you've got this whole pixel art revival, how like everyone's, mm-hmm. like, pixel art is the way to go. Like when I'm on Reddit, I see people, oh, my girlfriend made us this pixel art comforter for me bed and stuff, and it's always Mario jumping and collecting a um, mushroom or something. Why don't they go all the way back even further and do the... the Revive the art from like Jet Set Willy and stuff. That's a proper original retro art style, isn't well, it? Well, I actually think Mario came out roughly the same time as Jet Set Willy. Did it? Yeah, but the difference was was you see in the eighties you had coders, bedroom coders, they would call them. Mm-hmm. So the guy who who designed Jet Set Willy and Manic Miner, he was like this. He's meant to be like this mental, very extrovert type of character. But one person made that game. Like, Call of Duty. There's more people make Call of Duty than films. Like, than yeah, a film. That's crazy. I'm finally playing through Skyrim. Well, I say playing through, you know what I'm like. Uh-huh. I'm playing Skyrim. I kind of get over how much... Needless. <laughs> how many things. books. And it, there must have just been hundreds of people writing stuff uh-huh. all at once and just, like, sending it into this office and going, ah, oh, there's a book in the real... Lorenzia volume 6 oh god what fascinates me again this is the tangent we went on but what fascinates me with with games you still have what's that oh yeah look at those colours oh man look at those colours like you say 10 minutes just listen to that and then, well, I didn't because I had a Commodore that didn't make that sound. Oh, right, okay then. Was it, it was still the same sort of. And then after 10 minutes, I can't there was you tell you that. 20% chance it didn't work. I remember sitting for a good, good 15, 20, 25 minutes waiting for this one game that I, was, I probably can't even hear it so <laughs> Waiting for this one game to, to, to load. And uh, just as it was about to finish, you know how it loads the. The picture. Uh, went, oh, look, that picture's amazing. Look at it. Oh, man, the game's going to be class. And then someone knocked the, the side of the spectrum and it crashed. Because that's what happened with that one. You knocked the side of it and it was like the tape jumped a little bit. Ooh, that's psychedelic. That. I'm just going to keep. That can be with my theme tune. <laughs> the start of the podcast. I don't think many people are going to make it past that. Yeah. Stop that now. Well, I'll, just, I'll go through what. It won't stop. Me. Me, um. <laughs> computer story so I had the Commodore um, I was happy with it I was in a minority at my school more people had Spectrums from that my friend had an Amiga so I went to an Amiga and I hate to say this because it's like something I don't endorse piracy on the Amiga meant I did get to play a lot of games that I wouldn't have been able to afford I thought the Amiga was a fantastic open machine so you had quite a lot of like lower budget games that were good fun I mean me that that thing where you could type in and could speak oh that yeah smoking after sex that I mean that was it was what you used for that yeah (laughs) workbench because what was different (gasps) the Amiga it was a weird halfway house between a proper computer and a games machine because you couldn't do anything from it so you had to load everything in so the workbench Hmm. 
was it had an early version of Windows if you wanted to call it that. And yeah, you it's had, had a mouse and stuff. Oh, I, it's yeah. one of the first things I ever used. It had a mouse. Well, it had lemons and stuff like that. Oh, Played that with the mouse. <gasps> Still waiting for them to bring out a, like a, an iOS version of lemons. Oh, I don't know why they haven't. Yeah. I know. It's. I think it's. You know who actually owns the the rights to lemons? I think it's Rockstar. It know? is. It yeah. was one of their early Isn't games. That crazy? Yeah. So I, sent, I sent them a tweet saying, "When you're going to release another version of lemons?" Uh-huh. You know what they replied? Uh, didn't reply. <laughs> I was going to fuck you. <laughs> That's what no the text. Way they replied. When, sorry, lemons. We just brought a Grand Theft Auto Five. Why the fuck do you want lemons? Because uh-huh. it's class. Well, I think you could make lemons on a like um, touch screen. Would be amazing. Well, it would be perfect. Yeah. There is a. Um, it, actually, haven't said all of that. I was lying in bed the other week and uh, I was searching through Google to try and find like a, a version of Lemons I could play and I found this website where I could actually play it on my phone mm-hmm. but it was just, it worked really badly but it was just through a browser, I was quite surprised it mustn't have been Flash or anything because obviously the iPhone doesn't play Flash if you try to select something the screen would jump down it would cut off half of the, oh, the actual playing area so it, you could use it on your um, like a laptop or something quite uh-huh. easily and it was like the original version Someone made a, a version of Lemons called something about cavemen, and they basically they done a, an unofficial version of Lemons, and it was like the proper Lemons characters, and it worked absolutely perfectly. And then they got told they couldn't release it because they would get fired, they get um, copyright infringement. Kind yeah, of they would get sued and stuff. So they just released uh, released it called Cavemen or something like that. It, it, it's exactly the same as Lemons, except they've reskinned everything. I but, feel like that was a thing in the in the nineties. I'm sure that I'm sure that came out like because there was a few games that looked similar. There was that Vikings one where instead of like you give them you didn't control them like you don't in lemons you don't control them with, you 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 have to manage them. Yeah. So you give them like skills. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a Vikings one that was similar to that. It's not the Lost Vikings one which. Is a different type of game, and I'm sure there was one called Humans. Was that not a cave like mm, a game? Maybe. And w- Worms, to be honest, oh, looks worms. similar to Lemons. I know it's a different concept, but the whole the original Worms, me and me brother and me friends used to sit at my friend's house playing that. Like, oh, it was so good. You had Worms. Mm. I had Worms. <laughs> Did you ever play? I think it was called Lomax. 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 It was awful. It was like a side. It was on the PlayStation, PlayStation One. Ah. It was a side-scrolling lemons game. Lomax. It was side-scrolling, uh. and you you played like a a massive lemon. Oh well, it might have been a normal-sized lemon, but obviously it was in proportion on the screen. So, uh-huh. And it was like a platformer. I think it might have been like a sort of Crash Bandicoot three D sort of thing. Maybe. Well, it would have to be because most of the games on the PlayStation, PlayStation uh, were like that, and that's why it's a bad like, console to go back to. Like. Do you ever play Pandemonium? Do you remember that? The I do. I had the demo. Medieval. Yeah. Oh, Medieval. Do you ever play that? Yeah, who who made Medieval? It was someone that made... Ooh. I actually uh, suggested to James and Mike that they play that one week on James and Mike Play Monday. Some of the 3D ones, though, like what I said about uh, the PlayStation, they look like dog poo now. Good. There's loads of games like that. You know how they do in HD remakes of games like Metal Gear and mm-hmm. the HD package and Resident Evil and stuff. I'd love it if they went back even further and did stuff like that. You'd have, you? to, you'd have to start fighters. from the very start. Oh. <laughs> the Freedom Sorry, Fighters. Sorry, that's a long generation. I could talk all day about Freedom Fighters. Oh, what a game. It was fantastic. So, so I had this, yeah. the Amiga. Then from the Amiga, this is going to take ages, isn't it? I can tell. So <laughs> from the Amiga, then I made a mistake here, in essence. I remember being obsessed or getting sucked into the whole idea of Street Fighter. We still had arcades. 
you know, in, in this neck of the woods, Spanish city. People might recognize that from that god awful Mark Knopfler song. It mentions uh, Spanish city. But Street Fighter come out, and I remember there was a massive buzz attached to that game, and we used to go to the arcades. Street Fighter Two would have been Street Fighter Two, yeah. And we went to the arcades and we started playing that. And I remember everyone was like, "The SNES, the SNES version of Street Fighter Two is fantastic." Mm. I remember Terry hiking all around town to pick up a carriage, and this was in 93, I guess, and it cost him £60. For the game? Jesus. But I loved it, and I ended up getting a. I ended up selling me Amiga, because it was kind of dying out anyway, and getting a SNES. The problem was, I got the SNES so early that there wasn't many games out initially for it. I look at it as a wrong move, but then I think I played Legend of Zelda. Mm. Link to the Past, which to me is one of the greatest games of all time. It was fantastic, that game. I played Mario Kart. I actually like the Mario Lost levels. You know, the the, the brother that pack, Mario All-Stars. I like that more than Mario 4, which was Mario Land. Right, but yeah. it, it showed us how good Mario was. It, like That was the time when I championed Nintendo. I remember Kelly, my sister, had a Mega Drive, and I just thought the games just were cheap in comparison. Yeah. So then, after the snares, the back end of the snares, I got obsessed with first-person sh- shoot-em-ups. This was like back when like the only ones you had were like Wolfenstein. So I played Wolfenstein on the snares, loved it. I mean, God, I wonder how bad that looks now, right? Because of a song that we, because that's another thing that we do together. We yeah, we write uh, masterpieces, rather highbrow <laughs> musical pieces. Yeah, one of the latest songs we've been writing is called Crowded Glute. And one of the lyrics is about Wolfenstein. Well, it's W is for Wolfenstein is the exact lyric. And I was trying to find a, a soundbite to use from Wolfenstein. So I've watched quite a few Wolfenstein videos recently. Yeah. Ah, looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looks well. It looks as what you'd expect. Like I wouldn't have it. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, you're not hiding on nothing if you just see it. That was simply the first person, the first first person shoot 'em up game. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, I know there was things like Eye of the Beholder and stuff like that on the Amiga that I played, but that wasn't like a scrolling first person that used to like. Like on the rails, was it the sort of because they, they they were in the arcade? They'd been in the arcade. I it's we had it. It's like you controlled where you you would go using a mouse. And there was a navigation tool at the bottom. It was like a role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got anyway. I got obsessed with uh, Wolfenstein. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I heard Doom was out. And um, instead of getting myself a PC, I mean that would have been the right way to go. I remember picking up a Jaguar with Doom. Wow. Okay. A Jaguar that only yeah. ever had two games for. Did and Jaguar have cartridges or CDs? It had cartridges. It was meant to be a 32-bit console, but right. there was like some hoo-ha about it. No, sorry, I think it was meant to be a 64-bit. It was a bit of a load of poo. If anyone's listening to this, Google like what the actual controller looked like. It had these inlays that you would put over the top. What? So it was essentially a Mega Drive controller, but really long with loads of little buttons. So for Doom, for instance, you got like something you would put over there, and it meant you could go through the weapons. Oh, so would it have like, a picture of the weapons on? Yeah, it had... The- that's... I only ever played two games and Angry Video Game Nerd covered that god-awful flying game. You know, where did you learn to drive? You know, like, <laughs> where did you learn to fly? Oh, where did man. you learn to... Yes. That's that... angry. I don't know if any, everyone, anyone that listens to this will know Angry Video Game Nerd. James Rolfe has got this character, Angry Video Game Nerd. We've been watching... We've just talked about that before. We've been watching his videos for years. He's absolutely brilliant. And he just... He reviews a lot of old retro games and just either tears them to pieces or 
gives them a little bit of praise but yeah it's really really funny definitely should check that out well check it out and have a look if you're interested about the jaguar because it was a bit of a like evolutionary dead end it was like a console that went nowhere really i always remember i should have bought alien versus predator for it it was meant to be a really good game but i never got around to that didn't the jaguar have that add-on 32x yeah later long down the line but i'd long like fell out of love in fact i I fell out of love with gaming around that time i actually had an amstrad to play on around then did um was that lord sugar's uh invention to think it was the thing he championed yeah going back to all the time when i mentioned the 8-bit yeah there was the acorn but i'm not very knowledgeable about that there was the three choices growing up you either had commodore spectrum or amstrad and hardly anyone i knew had an amstrad then years later i had an amstrad and a mega drive to just play on but i had fell out of love with with gaming and then the playstation came along i got a playstation mainly for resident evil playstation was a fantastic console two made for me i think the playstation was probably the reason i got one one of the first games I played and it was a Tomb Raider. It was one of the first, yeah. It was... You see, before I forget, one of the first first-person shooter games I ever played was, I don't know if it was Alien or Aliens on the Spectrum. You ever played oh, that? Of course. That... Where you'd shoot, go through the different doors yeah. and you'd shoot them and if you killed one in front of a door it would leave acid and if you tried to walk through it would kill you and stuff. And you, you had the different characters at the bottom you could uh, choose from and they had the heart rate monitor and stuff. That was a good boo, game. Boo, boo. Like that, yeah. That was brilliant. But that... it was, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I wouldn't class that. You're right, it is a first person, but it didn't like scroll forward, did it? No. no. I remember like getting a map for that game, right? Really? Like in one of the. Um... Every room looked the same. <laughs> well, did you play it long enough where the lights just suddenly went out? No, I don't think I could get that far in it. Well, you would just survive for a certain length of time. You want to hide in the nothing because your ammo, you couldn't seem to get more ammo. But then I got this map in like Zap 64, and th- there was an armory room, and there was actually a room that had generators and stuff in and if you played the game long enough the aliens kind of destroyed the generators and all the lights went out and when the lights went out the game was impossible it was pitch black you could kind of see stuff when you fired but if you'd last that long you had no ammunition to fire anyway ahead of its time it was the way you could change uh, different characters muzzle flash and stuff like that I like that I'm glad you brought that up I I thought that was it was a class game yeah it was good but it, it goes back to that era of gaming where you didn't really know what you were doing. Yeah. Like you would load them up, play it for a little while, and you'd, you'd never finish it. Another, another my favourites on the Spectrum was um, the Famous Five. I used to love playing that game for some reason. Was I've got memories of sitting in the summer holidays when I probably should have been outside playing football <laughs> and that. Just sitting playing Famous Five, which was, you know, the books. Yeah. I want to say Ina Blyton, but I don't know if it was her. But, it, you know, it was like the, the four, the kids and the dog. The reason I brought that up is because you didn't really know what, I, what you were doing. I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. What sort of, was it a graphic adventure? Yeah, yeah uh, it was. Um, you were in a room to, to you, the north. Is it? Yeah, what do you want to do? I, my favourite was hit George. <laughs> no, you don't it want was, to do that. Oh, I did say that because <laughs> the classic used to be. I do not understand. It's like Siri now. When you ask Siri to do something, she goes, "I'm sorry, I don't understand." Because I've got the girl version. Because it makes us feel more comforted. Like, yeah. Then what did you do after you got your Amstrad, like a dafty? So I was up the PlayStation. I was it called? Because uh, was it called PS One over here? After the, they tried to sort of bring it out again, didn't they? And it had the rounded edges and stuff, and had a little it, version of it. No, I had, the, I had the the square. After the PlayStation Two came out, wasn't it? I had the nice square, like old school one. I, did you have the original controllers, or did you get DualShock? I did have DualShock original, one. and then I went to DualShock when um, 
There was some game that came out where it actually had the control method that we now use. What do you mean by that? Like, you know, the Halo. I, I would say Halo kind of. What were the sticks? Yeah, with the sticks where Doom came out on PlayStation, didn't it? Yeah, but that was like you just used the D pad and the two shoulder buttons to like slide backwards and forwards. You get Doom on the iPhone, you know. You can get it on impossible. Everything console. absolutely impossible. I've just finished Doom one and two because I bought Doom Three Ultimate Edition mm. and I went through them. And the good thing on about Xbox, yeah, the good thing that they've done is the dual sticked it. So can you look around? You can't look oh, around, but the dual sticked it. You, I wanted to say before, one of the funniest things when you look at the graphics of Wolfenstein and Doom, remember when you used to kill someone, well you'll know because you just played it, and the, the corpse would be lying on the floor, and it would just be like a pile of, looked like a Pex, like duck, pixels, like right? when you killed an imp, and it just looked right. like a, oh, a, you like could a have, someone's done a bloody poo. I, I swear, with the <laughs> imp, shit. you could kind of say it's arsehole, I'm sure yeah, you yeah, could, yeah, like, you can. the way it's provocatively it, lying it there. It falls and it's like, like feet are up. I'm sure, yeah, I, I picked up on that, because I, I like seeing imps <laughs> you, 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 you go it and I used to love how wherever you were standing you only saw one bit of it so it would sort of spin around on the floor so you'd walk past it and it would sort of spin to follow I you. see why I, <laughs> I used to love that I also, it looked so bad I also like the way the walk animations was literally two frames yeah, two steps remember that the initial like soldiers the zombie soldier things these are just sort of it was it was just two steps yeah was and forwards we look back and laugh though, How? don't we? So I've I've recently played through it on the on the um Xbox, aye, on the on the three sixty and it was jarring because they used the MIDI music that Doom had on the PC. And because I'm a console player, I think the best version of Doom is the PlayStation version. Yeah. Most people would say, well the controls suck. Like I bet you if I played it now, the controls suck. But in your spare time or, or something, check on YouTube the music for Doom on the PlayStation. Is it good? It's absolutely eerie as fuck. There's babies crying in it. There's metal sounding. Like, not metal as in dun 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 dun. Metal as in ambient noise and stuff. Then the music on the PC was just crap versions of Pantera tracks and stuff. Uh, whenever we talk about Doom, you always talk about the, the music because obviously it's like a massive part of it. Was it the... The Jaguar version the, had no music I was at all. It, I, the, and it didn't have any light. Like, the, you know, the unusual light. lights and yeah. stuff, yeah. Because that, that had that completely dark effect. It did, eh? There's one, right, one the second level or something like that. when you That's right. Second or In this little maze where yeah, the yes, lights are coming uh, on. First time I seen that on the PlayStation, I was like, yeah. this didn't happen on the Jaguar. Dude, what? I fucking love that game. I absolutely love it. I did, I. I remember I, I sat, sat down with it. I was probably like... 15 or something like that and I used to sit at the PC at the back of the living room with the headphones on listening to Rage Against the Machine which is sacrilege not listening to the soundtrack but I would listen to Rage Against, Rage Against the Machine while playing Doom all the way through and I, I would listen like to Cannibal Corpse and everything it was like it's just absolutely brilliant this it, got, it got crazy like there was one level where you'd you pressed a button and the lift came down and then there was about 20 of them pink pig things yeah the demons aye. aye demons are just big fucking pigs Is this the PlayStation version? It said it was. PSX, it said, I think. Hanger. That is pretty good, though. It's, this is Hanger, the level. Is that the, I don't know which level Let's know it, though. It's atmospheric, mate. How old would the PlayStation be now, do you think? Well... 
20 years have just had an anniversary, haven't they? They brought out PlayStation Imagine, imagine how thin they can make that now. You know, <laughs> yeah. PlayStation 2, remember how thin they got it's that? It's a beer mat. <laughs> yeah, you could get the... Isn't, it would just have to be as thick as the CD. I would have one of them. I would, you know. I would because controls. <laughs> Play all the 3D games. That looked like Donkey Kong. Right, let's go ahead and skip a little bit of this. That's the whole thing of it. It's like so oh, right, or okay. something. It's like it doesn't kick. It... An extra chord there. It's just lush. It's so the guy who done the music for that like needs to be acknowledged because. Might be me. So it's, it's quite different to the original though. Because it was That's what I'm saying. No Doom 1 and 2's like that on the PlayStation. But on on the Xbox version I just played recently. It's back to the which is rip-offs of Pantera tunes or Megadeth tunes and stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't realise what you meant by that, that it was completely different. I just I just thought it was like a different Like a better version of, of, yeah, of like that's interesting though. I remember playing one level on that when I was younger and uh, I'd I'd just started reading their Lovecraft stuff. Lovecraft's writing's really unusual and descriptive and it's always about things you can't nail down. You know, technical beasts yeah well there's that but there's all Cthulhu. about you know the unnamed one the thing you know beneath mm. you know all this type of sh the old ones and stuff like that I remember playing it and there was one level where that music was playing and it because of the graphics it looked like just a little shack or just a house in the middle of nowhere and there was this imp coming out of it and that music with that type of visuals, it made do more than just this run and gun game. It made it have this kind of spooky atmosphere to it that I, I fear you don't get that so much now in like first person shoot 'em up, certainly. Well, first person shoot 'em ups are all military these days, aren't they? That's the problem. Most That's why I was championing Halo, because it's a bit different. Doom 4. I think that's something that the Bethesda uh, Bethesda thingy at E3. That's something that definitely Doom Four. They'll have to talk more about that because as a Wolfenstein in New Order, you got to access to the the beta. The beta. Yeah. So obviously that's going to be one part of it. But because they're putting on a full show, I think that'll, that'll just be one part. There is something about Doom Four coming up, but I for think, me, I, I think thought it's going to be good. You know, Doom Three was a a bit of a disappointment. But what was the main reason that you didn't like Doom Doom Three? Well, one because it's it's strayed. There was a few reasons, but one of the major reasons... I really reasons, enjoyed it. I think it's... Because I've finished it again, <clears> so maybe I can look at it in more of a clear head, but I think one of the reasons is it strayed so far from the original template of Doom, mm. which was all about crowd management yeah. and, like, huge levels and stuff like that. The actual graphic engine of Doom limited... Uh, Doom 3. Limited what they could do. Yeah, that's that's what I was wanting you to say there, because that's what you still... When we used to talk about it, you used to say that... that because it had that dynamic, that mechanic, didn't it? Where you'd walk into a room and there'd be four or five ammo boxes and a couple of health kits, and you're like, right, shit's gonna go down here. Yeah, obviously. yeah. So you always knew what was gonna come next, but, but also you also knew it would be like only a couple of monsters that's at the, once because it, it, that's all the console could handle at the time. When you say shit's gonna go down, in the past shit was gonna go down in Doom, and what would happen was doors would open all and literally place. things, hundreds would yeah. pour out, and you had to like. Manage that. Remember that noise that the the, the demons. That sort of. Oh yeah. That's why I thought they were pigs. Oh, they're not pigs. No, no, they're demons. They're big fucking pigs. Demons. But it's meant to be set in hell, isn't it? It's hell opening up. Yeah. So the imps, the demons, the zombies. 
I liked the atmosphere of Doom 3. I used to sit and play it in my room, bedroom with headphones on and a candle and it used to scare me. Like Not as much as the very first Silent Hill did. Well, it's weird because I bought, I bought an Xbox to play Doom 3. Right. But then I found out Halo was like... For my tastes, it was a game that I should have played years ago because it was absolutely fantastic, Halo 1. Yeah. I think with Doom 3, I was just disappointed by it. There was things I liked about it. Like the weaponry, you know, it, it is a good game. It's just to come from the Doom heritage, it has to be more than good. Like when yeah. everyone goes on about how good Doom 1 and 2 is, no one really goes, oh, Doom 3 was amazing. Well, it was good. It so wasn't setting amazing. themselves up for a fall, aren't they? It's the same as when you make sequels of films and stuff. You, know, you should have just left it as it was. There's so many different examples you could come up with where you are right, yeah. up with a sequel just to make some money and you think, no. Because we're, you were up to PlayStation, weren't you? So I'm going to say what I was. Because I think... Is that when you the, started? The interesting, the interesting thing for both of us is we kind of followed the same path and then I followed you. How, how mine started when I was a kid. My brother got a Spectrum. 128k I think it was not the one yeah because I love that because you could do kind of programming on it yeah and we had um, a friend of my mother's he used to come around like once every couple of weeks and he'd teach you we had this big massive thick book of all the different code and stuff and he used to teach you little things you could do um, I do remember once sitting and my brother programmed it to when you hit enter it, the side of the screen would flash and it said in the middle one of our friends I'll not say his name but so and so is gay <laughs> <laughs> that was it, it just wow! Your sense of humour has that not was, evolved. No, not at all. <laughs> that that was what we put were were well and uh, we we're paying this guy as well. So that's what. <laughs> so my brother saw that and he went to instantly finished the sessions. We weren't paying him. No. Um, so <laughs> so the spectrum. I remember my brother got a a master system. We wanted to get this master system off this person who was were childminder at the time. She was an absolute psychopath we've got so many stories I could tell you about her but that's another time she was she was totally crazy and for some reason it took absolutely ages to get this this master system we gave her the money mm. and she was like oh yeah we'll get it for you and you know when you're a kid even still now actually when you're a kid and you know that you're going to get something and you're just unbelievably excited for it and you can't wait and every, yeah. single, every single day at school you think I'm going to go home it's going to be there I'm going to be able to use it I'm going to be able to play on it and this was just weeks and months just waiting for this this console to turn up eventually it did and uh, you know how the first Master System had Alice, Alice Kidd, Kidd in built. Miracle World. What a game! Oh, we absolutely loved it. The um, Jankin. Paper, paper that's what I call it, Jankin, and that. And then we got. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the underwater bits on that game? And the submarine. No one's done good underwater le- like levels and stuff. Sonic was pretty good. I would say Sonic was one of the worst. Why do you play Sonic? For speed. (laughs) (laughs) Then he dies and drowns. Alex Kidd and Shinobi World. Did you ever play that? I've heard about it. God, what a game. Usually in the phrases, don't play that game. (laughs) I I love Shinobi World. I can't really remember what... I'll tell you something about the Master System. Terry... Our friend, the reason that, you know, we're mentioning Terry because he'll probably be doing this at some point. He, his brother, I remember he was buying a console and I remember this phrase, He's, he said he'd looked into it and there wasn't much difference between a Mega Drive and a Master System, so he bought a Master System. Who was this? Terry's brother, Ian. Se- several <laughs> months later, he sells the Master System or gets rid of it and gets a Mega Drive. Yeah. 
the one, well, the two games I played on the Master System was Alex Kidd and uh, that DuckTales one, which, to be fair, was pretty good. Mm. Like, a platformer game. That is... DuckTales with the uh, jumping around on the... Pogly kind of... It was cane, wasn't it? But it was like a So, with the Master System, I'm pretty sure my brother... I think it was the Master System. He swapped it with a friend for... Was it the Master System? No, no, it wasn't at all. It wasn't the Master System. It was later on. He, he had a PlayStation... And he swapped that with a friend for a, a really crappy PC. Oh, all right. And he he always regretted that because we had cool borders. Remember cool borders? Oh, right. We used we used to always play that together. But yeah, um, the Master System. I don't know. I think I don't know what happened with that. They might, have, might have sold it at a car boot or something like that. I was gonna say sure. when you were saying we swapped it for something. If you got anything more than a pack of gum for it, I think you're done well. Because they they're like a kind of console that. Not ah, many people champion. I don't know why, but I really, I really liked it. Was it not your age and you? Yeah, it was like your yeah. first time you. Yeah, played. I would have been less than ten. It's funny because I can't really remember half the games that we had on it. Probably didn't have that many. I had Sonic. I am Wasn't interested a great of Sonic, to play the Sonic. I think Sonic Two on the the Master System. It's like, meant to be very different from the Mega Drive mm-hmm. version. It's meant to be good. I like the boxes because the boxes had this sort of checkered flag uh, design around the outside. And then after that, my brother got a, Mo- a Mega Drive, which mm. he to this day claims that I broke. I wasn't. I was a bit of a temperamental gamer. I was a bit a bit angry. I had a Game Boy, the original. Oh, I had a Game, Game Boy. Boy. I forgot uh, that in my yeah. Absolutely loved my Game Boy. Ended up getting really upset with it at one point because I died on a level and ended up breaking it. Wow. Uh, my mother, bless her, bought us a new one. Probably shouldn't have, but I'm my favourite. <laughs> so she bought a new one. Uh, had uh, had legs of Super Mario World, um, Tetris, obviously. Te- launched a rocket. I still play. I still play Tetris now. Create the music. Hundred and fifty-six. That's my record. Is it? Mm-hmm. That must have been going pretty fast at that point. Like. I, Did you ever launch a rocket as well on Game B? You launch a rocket actually that. when you play the normal game. Yeah. Yeah, there's two ways of launching the rocket. If on game B you'd clear it. Level nine high five, do you remember that? You that's the hardest way you can play it. You set the high. you set the level, the speed that they oh, come down right, and high how five. high it is. I thought you meant high five. Yeah, level nine, high five. Yeah, oh, I didn't make any sense. I didn't so every go time there, you got to level nine, every multiple of nine you high fived. Is that right? So level nine, high five, yeah. No. Level eighty, <laughs> high five, yeah. Level thirty. <laughs> Maths. Anyway, welcome to the maths. Twenty-seven. Podcast. That's right. So there was that way of getting the the rocket, right. and the other way was if you just play a normal game and you get over a hundred, when you die, it would launch a rocket to celebrate that. Do you remember when, for some reason, crash dummies were all the rage with the cartoon and oh, all the toys? They brought out a few of the toys. What was going on there? Eh? Didn't they bring out really the crap? cartoon and computer game as well? Well, I had the, I had the crash dummies game for me. Game, game Boy. Boy. I still got my Game Boy. Um, the old, had a, big, chunky one. Yeah, I've got it um, in storage. But I had a, a friend, in inverted commas, speech marky sort of thing. Uh, what do you say? What, do you, what are they called? Uh, whatever. Twat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I had, I had him, uh, and I lent, me, lent him my Game Boy with loads of games. And when I got it back, the little shit, it swapped loads of my games. Oh, fuck's sake. So I got this Game Boy back with loads of different games and I was like eh? I, I don't know what I was thinking I shouldn't have done that but I, I kept it I still do keep it in this old fishing tackle box that I uh, got off my cousin because he, he kept his in the fishing tackle box so they gave me one as well 
It's, it was like perfect size for uh, the Game Boy and everything. Um, but yeah, I was devastated when I got this this Game Boy back, and he, he had different games in, and I was like, "Why? What's going on?" But he was a bit of a bully, and I just kind of went, "All oh, right, okay." I had this game called Burai Fighter, which was like this side-scrolling, shoot 'em up sort of thing. It was absolutely brilliant. That was the music. Some of the music on the Game Boy, the little tiny spy. Oh. It, it had the same sound chip as the Spectrum, and considering how bad the Spectrum sounded, it done well. You know how you have that thing like Pavlov's dogs, where you hear the bell and you start salivating. That's what the oh, dogs exactly. did. So even even now, when I hear that, when you turn on the original Game Boy, uh, I still get this sort of this excitement. Went from that to obviously me, like I said, my brother had the Mega Drive. All the all sorts of games used to play on that. One of my favourites was Streets of Dune. Asia. Dune Two, I think it was. Are the which was like Command, Command & Conquer. Conquer. Oh, I, that game. Oh, I that first played that on the Amiga, and I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. One of my first experiences of like real-time strategy, which... It was one of the first ones. At some point during this, or this might turn into a, a two- or three-parter podcast, I think. I don't know. We'll see. I think this is a good one to just yeah, basically exactly. get to know where we're coming from. This was a kind of... Yeah, because at one point we'll, we'll obviously talk about our favourite sort of games, and I think RTS games easily... One of my favourites. Just they are, but I fell out of like love. Chess, taking your time with them and stuff. Them ones I like. I don't like the way Command and Conquer has changed to mm. like being this basically. Well, it's, it's almost scripted, isn't it? An imprecise control method because I'm playing on a console. Yeah. The controller and then basically throwing loads of shit at you. And you're right, it is scripted because what kind of happens is the enemy just dribs and drabs loads of enemies at you mm. and it's like boring. You wouldn't, if I was playing against you, you wouldn't do that, would you? You wouldn't just attack the odd, the odd yeah, tank comes can, by itself. It's where you can set it up so that you know exactly, it's like a pattern, isn't it? A Aye. pattern of attack. But that's down to limited AI. I do want to sort of speak ill of these developers who are obviously really, really talented, but a lot of it comes down to maybe a bit of laziness, I don't know. I think AI gets a bum rap in a lot of games it's because they'd rather it must be difficult to program I know we're seeing this and Uh, not one of them apart from you (laughs) typing in such and such as gay (laughs) we've got no (laughs) which record of computer games pinnacle of uh, programming that when I did that right you were pushing the spectrum to its very limits so I had the Mega Drive and then like my brother had a Playstation that's right so he had a Playstation where cool borders Rage Racer not Ridge Racer. Do you remember Rage Racer? No. Which was from the Ridge Racer family. I think it was like maybe it's technically Ridge Racer Three or something like that. But that was a great game. The customization on the vehicles, you could change the colors and color scheme and stuff. Oh, it was really good game. And then, like I say, my brother swapped his PlayStation with a friend for this right. crappy PC. PC and then it was down to me basically he he doesn't play games anymore. He's got an Xbox Three Sixty, but he doesn't play anything on it. Mm. We got him at his birthday. Maybe his 30th actually. Uh, we all clubbed together and got him made. So, if I wanted anything, then it was down to me to, to buy basically. I think um, I got the PlayStation. That must have been a gift because I, I wouldn't have been able to afford that. I think my mother bought us a play, my first PlayStation because I had it and I used to go to the same kid who sold, uh, swapped all my Game Boy games. Me, him, and this other lad used to go around to this other lad's house and uh, used to play his PlayStation, mm-hmm. the likes of Tomb Raider and a little known game Final Fantasy 7 oh, that was he had Final Fantasy 7 deal. but he didn't know he didn't like it because he didn't know how to play it so I was like oh I had my Playstation at this point I was like oh I'll, I'll lend that for a bit and have a go of it mm-hmm. had it for a good couple of weeks realised 
how amazing it was got quite far into the game because obviously you had memory cards then didn't you yeah so I got quite far into the game and then he I was talking about it and say, like, oh Tom's really good I'll have it back like you had no interest in it but he said, right. oh, I'll have it back one of them classics but it was it was a long time after that when I, I started having my own money where I could buy my own games um, that's the one shock of the price of games mm. like I'd, I was coming from like the Commodore Amiga when that why I say um, I, th- I thought it was a mistake initially buying the, the snares was the games you were dropping like yeah there was a lot more work put into them but you were dropping like 40 45 pound on a game yeah it got to a point where you used to be able to buy a game and then trade it in and you'd pay seven pound for another one mm. and that's the only way I could afford games at that point in my life yeah with the snares I never traded as you know I, I, I think there's one game I've traded in which we will definitely talk about. Mm-hmm. I just, I just drop my name now and then yeah, we'll Kane Lynch. Uh, oh my God! The class going to be a big one. I've forgotten about the existence of that. We can't, we can't go into that right now because that's going to, that's probably going to be that's a podcast the Kane and, that Kane and Lynch can of worms. All I want to say is that Freedom Fighters, that was kind of supposed to be. It's sort of spiritual, <laughs> spiritual success of Freedom Fighters. That game, it's the same developers and that. Fuck that game. But we'll come to that. So I had my own PlayStation. It took quite a few years, like I say, until I had... It must have only been pocket money because I wasn't working or anything at that, that time. And I eventually bought Final Fantasy VII. It was the platinum version. Still never finished it. Well, which no. I know for me, you find it hard to believe. But I got the bit, you know, when you, you start going down and you fight all the different monsters before you fight Sephiroth. That's it. Yeah, I've got an interest. It's really quite close to the end. But that's how far I got and I never finished it. What was annoying about that was... The way I'd played it, me people were totally underpowered for uh, that sort of yeah. thing. I, I finished the, the game. I also had this thing called a tent, which was a portable save. Yeah. And I only ever had one. And in that part of the game, it was important to put the tent in somewhere good. Mm. And I hadn't. It's, it's funny because it's stuff like that. Like We take for granted now how much the internet helps you when it comes to gaming. Because yeah. we used to play games like that and it was you were on your own. Uh, you were, yeah. You got stuck in a game, you had to work it out. But now... You just like last last night or the other night I was saying saying just before to you about that uh, elite sniper, mm-hmm. sniper elite, sniper elite, V two, mm-hmm. free with Xbox at the moment. Xbox games are gold, and there's no way I would ever have known to to find that bottle of wine without going online. Yeah, unless I spent hours and hours, and I just don't have time like that to to spend hours and hours looking through one level to find one particular thing. But yeah, you're on your own back then. So I had that. You would occasionally get magazines with help, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or do you uh, remember magazines that? Magazines were all, it was all <laughs> Nintendo Power, as ABGN always talks about. What was that thing on uh, on the TV? What was it called again? Um, Games Master. No, uh, you know Bombos and all that? What, C-Fax? Yeah. It had, Bambuzel, a, Bambuzel, it had yeah. a computer section. Did on, it? Yeah, on Channel 4. Press to Reveal. And I think it helped us on... Press to Reveal, that would be a good podcast name. <laughs> would it? <laughs> would it? <laughs> Press to reveal. That's that. Ooh, that could mean anything. That. So you um, went straight from a PlayStation One to PlayStation Two. Yeah. As did I. Yeah. PlayStation One. I had, I had a fair few games. I had one. You ever heard of Shadow Man? Ah oh, yeah. Have I heard of that? Yeah. Now, I finished it, and that, that was game, like someone being sick on under the screen. <laughs> Shadow Man. My friends used to take the piss out of me for that game because I I felt really bad about it because I remember I did a project at school about um, this park near where I live called the Rising Sun Country Park ah yes and I did this project and my mother was so proud of us she bought you again thought I'd done such a good job of it she went I'm going to buy you a computer game and I was like oh and I didn't there was no computer game at the time I wanted so I just went to the shop 
and just chose one that I thought I wanted and I, it was Shadow Man and I wanted so much to like that game I really really wanted to like it because it was like a gift from me man yeah but it was bad but it was funny because I finished that game the, you know I don't know how you did it was one of the first games to ever have an ambidextrous dual wielding character remember you could have oh yeah the, that funny gun he had that shot souls or something uh-huh. and the shotgun in the other hand and yeah. I thought that was brilliant it was one of the first ones that had that and then obviously you've got Halo I'm sure Halo tried to claim it was one of the first games to have dual, dual wielding and I was like ah, Shadow Man it's funny about Shadow Halo because it, it had dual wielding and, and now it doesn't uh, the, the dual wielding fad seemed to I'll tell you the game do you remember um, Skyrim and dual wielding Red Faction 1 was a rip-off of um, Half-Life, but we didn't realise because I... And Total Recall. Yeah. And Red Faction 2, I didn't realise was a rip-off of Halo. But Red mm. Faction 2 I had dual wielding before Halo did, because Halo 2 was the That's first right, one. Yeah. But there's probably loads of games that had, like... The thing I remember about Shadow Man... Shadow Man. ...was you had to collect a certain number of these totem things. Is right. that correct? Yeah, I think or, so. or destroy them or something. And in the game, I think, I think you could complete it if you. I think there was a hundred, and you could complete it if you destroyed ninety. And was it like a Metrovania type thing where you couldn't uh, I get? I think so. You had to go back on yourself, but it was, it was confusing. The spot. thing was, it was so well. obtuse. Yeah, it was it no sense. Confusing. So it's going between the the light world and the dark world, or something splitting between. That's the two right. Yeah. Universes and. And it, it was it ugly no as sense. sin. It was like oh, yeah. so, so ugly. The main character was this like this black guy. I'm sure it was set in like New Orleans or somewhere like that. I'm sure that's based on a comic on book. Ah, right. That makes sense then. It was awful. It was very like, you know, recently I watched that god-awful movie with Keanu Reeves and um, what's it called? Where John Wick. No, it's older than that. I'm, Constantine. Yeah, that's it. It's a similar sort of idea. Doing a series of Constantine, it's out actually. They're doing a series of everything now, like Rosemary's Bit. Yeah, that's actually Twelve Monkeys starts on Monday on uh, Real Telly. (laughs) There's going to be loads of games as we talk through all these different podcasts where we're just thinking Spy vs. Spy in the Spectrum. That was another game I fucking love. I'm sure that's based on a comic book, isn't it? There's a a, actually I found an iOS version of Spy vs. Spy, but it's like it's funny. I really have to try and justify downloading apps because even though it's like 69p or 199 for an app mm-hmm. I still think like it's as though I'm buying a, a full priced Xbox game for 40 quid <laughs> and I sit for ages and I'm looking at the reviews and I'm going oh this guy said it wasn't that good for this reason that guy said but it's 69p you know what I mean it's relatively nothing but I don't know I'm really I spend ages so I didn't download this Spy vs Spy but I remember the original one I absolutely loved I didn't like it you know your memories of, of loving something yeah it's again like you said before most how, tinted spectacles isn't it <laughs> playing games like that when you were a kid you didn't really have a fucking clue what was going on you were, you were trying to get through this game you didn't know what you were doing mm-hmm. especially a game like Spy vs Spy when I was probably a game less than 10 and it was quite complicated really leaving traps in different places and stuff but it was something you had to sit and work out yourself I think that was what it, no tutorials it was just there you go get stuck in this is well, what the game is have a gun going on to no tutorials I remember being obs- like I loved the ideas of, of RPGs right loved that like but never ever truly got into one the first ever one I got into was Final Fantasy because I got sucked up Final Fantasy 7 because I got sucked up into the whole because that the hype that that game had and I remember the first the cutscenes oh well the first beautiful 
two hours of that game, I thought I'd made a serious error buying that game because mm-hmm. I was like, it's all set in Midgar, wasn't it? It wasn't so much. I loved where it was set. I just didn't like the way it was just trying to teach us loads of shit. Mm. But it was so important it did because if it threw you in at the deep end, you wouldn't play it. Well, that was that was why I think I got that game to lend because the kid didn't know the what kid he, he didn't have spend the, the time. He wasn't the brightest kid, and he just didn't spend the time to to work out what was going on. Whereas I did. So PlayStation, all the different games. So oh, there's so many, and then PlayStation Two, obviously all the Final Fantasies. Final Actually, Fantasy Eight was my favorite. I would say before I chime in with that, I would say that would be a good podcast idea if we do like just have a look at all the titles for the PlayStation 1 mm. and 2 because I can't remember them but you when you're mentioning certain titles I'm like oh yeah I remember that now yeah it's I didn't like Final Fantasy yet. didn't like it at all no have you seen that um... <laughs> oh it's one I like of, it's nine. one of my, my favourite memes of um, Final Fantasy 8 best looking guy it's at, at Seed I think it was called Seed wasn't it the main character yeah David Beckham because that's how it looked like <laughs> And he was one of the most unlikable main characters in a game that I've ever seen. Squall? Was that not Seven? Seven was... I called him... Because the first time I played Seven, I changed all the names. Me too, yeah. I called him Storm, but he was called Cloud. Cloud Strife. Oh, that's right. I changed... Eris? Was it Eris? Was the flower girl? Aye. Uh, I called her Louise the first time I played it, because Uh you know how they had... When they had conversations, they had that detailed picture come up uh-huh. in her picture she looked like oh no it wasn't her sorry it wasn't her it was it was the one who used her fists oh Tifa is it Tifa yeah mm-hmm. she I called her Louise because she looked like Louise Nerding from Eternal oh the one that married Red now aye yeah and I, Barrett what did I call Barrett I don't know but I, I called him Brian because I thought he looked like Brian Blessed but he's <laughs> he was called Squall and that's you're the best looking guy here and Usually then there's another picture of like the zoomed in picture of his face, which uh, looks like that. <laughs> it's just like, that is awesome. He looks like, like he's well, really the graphics a, a are, horrific accident. I remember because we used to get a um, PlayStation magazine and it used to have like a free disc with it and a lot of it, it would have oh, games. Demo discs. And I remember drooling over the the. The cut sequence where him with the gun sword or whatever oh, the correct him and term him is fighting the kid because they both had scars. Yeah, that was the story of them fighting. Oh, what was he called? Oh. And I remember thinking this game is gonna be fan fucking tastic. When this, the sword comes down, it scrapes across the floor. Yeah. Just after he's been cut, squall, and he scrapes it across the floor, and then that's the end of the thing. Oh, that was so exciting! Isn't it Obviously, funny though how yeah. Um, you kind of wow your ability to be wowed by these things now is just based it's just disappeared i, know, I, I never watch all, them and go wow it, these all, ne- it all seems uh i don't know if we take it for granted or if it's just no longer exciting that's why the whole pixel revivals like retro revivals kind of so big at the minute because gamers like the average age of gamers are around that age now where they started gaming Spectrum times and stuff, and, and Nintendo probably more Nintendo actually. That's like that's why that sort of game is so popular because the demographic, I suppose, mm-hmm. they remember those games when they were kids, and that's kind of what they want to play again. Because the it must be that just because they're bored of the same games coming out every year, like the Call of Duties and now the Assassin's yeah. Creed. I hate it when people do that. You got the Call of Duties, you got the Assassin's Creed. <laughs> when people talk about football and they go, you got your Man United, you got your Arsenal's, you got your Chelsea's. No, you've got Man United, Arsenal, you've got <laughs> Chelsea, with pretty much 
caught up with each other to PlayStation. That's where we're up to the PlayStation one, the little grey box with the flappy lid. Well, I, interestingly enough, I remember one of the first games I ever played for the PlayStation Two. You lent me. It was PlayStation Two. Yeah, it was Code Veronica. Was it? Yeah, because I never bought. That. Oh, I remember the that kid. Oh. <laughs> Isn't what that funny? That I thought that was a good game, and then you reminded me of like a major. Uh, I mean, the game was good, but uh, he was a shithead. Him, I hated him. Because then he dressed up as his sister or something weird like that. Oh, no, that was um, that was Resident Evil Four, wasn't it? What was it? No, it was called one. He was dressed up in like sort of military garb. I thought when you said, "Do you remember that kid?" Garb. I thought that little bastard that you controlled for a little bit. No, the the nemesis, not the nemesis, the pr- protagonist. No, what's the word? Protagonist is I know what you mean though. This antagonist. One, where you like. The garb. I think you're right. I, it's all, I know I'm right. At the minute I'm playing Resident Evil 6 um, and it's all blur. It's blurring into this big hodgepodge of bullshit. <laughs> and it's making us realise why I got so turned off about the Final Fantasy universe. It's Maybe it's me, but there's a point where you just stop caring. Where everything just becomes too much and you're like. I don't know who that is and I don't care. It's usually the cutscenes that you can't skip when you start realising that sort of thing, isn't it? When you're hammering every single button. You yeah. Even, you even touch the even start and select again because that sometimes... <laughs> I click the sticks. So the sticks, why is that not making it skip? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the very start of the podcast, we obviously introduced it saying that we were going to talk about the last generation, the Xbox, and how much we've enjoyed it. But yeah, we were discussing that it. it's obviously, it seems to be becoming something different and it's organic. I like saying that it's organically changing, isn't it? It seems we've basically discussed for history in this first one. Yeah. We're history, Which, we're history together. Our history. I wish you'd stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like seeing you square. I think at some point it's interesting, if anyone else is going to listen to this, it's interesting. Oh, listen. Take away this. We, we, <laughs> yes, didn't, we didn't just start playing computer games four years ago and we've only ever had a 360. No. That's why I feel confident that I enjoyed the console so much because I have all this other stuff to fall back on. Yeah, remember? We got stuff to equate it to and see because we've we've basically we're lucky really because we've been alive. Obviously, not as long as computer games have been about because Pong, one of the first ones, was. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't think. Well, I definitely wasn't born then, but we've seen incredible progression. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And we've been able to take it all in. I saw this um, this thing on, on Reddit. This guy had a son and he decided to take him through the what he'd experienced through game, all the different generations, starting him off. I don't know what he started with. Was it Spectrum maybe or Commodore or something? Because Commodores were bigger in America, weren't they? I think Spectrum was a... I think it was more console-orientated, wasn't it? Because <coughs> it was an American... Mm. But yeah, he started them off maybe with his first Nintendo. I don't know. But he, he took him through challenging games and he found... When he got to like current generation, that his son got more enjoyment out of the harder games, like the retro side-scrolling sort of challenging games, than he mm-hmm. did from these new action-packed set-piece Call of Duties. You got your Call of Duties, you those sort of games. Uh, he didn't enjoy them as much, which I think is obviously probably why we're bored of them. It's Are the you trying to say that if you're if you have some sort of education in computer games, I mean from playing them? You're not gonna like the Call of Duty type, like roller coaster, flag bang, whistle type thing. Yeah, if you if you're born, I mean, what it's 2015 now. You've got kids who were born in the year 2000. When did the PlayStation Two come out? Was it 
seven years after the PlayStation once so or thirteen years you've got, ago. You've got kids now who are old enough to know better than little shits. But they're all they're old enough to kind of well, I don't know, like we we're saying we started playing our first consoles before we were ten, like mm-hmm. seven, eight or whatever. So if you've got seven or eight year olds now playing computer games, which is very which is happening, it's definitely happening, their first experience and only experience is with current gen. You've got people their first console might be an Xbox One or a PlayStation Four. Imagine that, uh, and you've got no frame of reference. That's a shame. I think though, pixel game like these retro games will be lost on them entirely. I I see where you're coming from, but the one thing I would say that's because I don't like Minecraft, right? I can't be bothered mm. with it, right? But the one thing boring. I actually think that Minecraft is so popular is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, for years kids are playing Call of Duty. The mom or dad will go to the shops and buy them Call of Duty, even though it's an 18 game. Yeah. And then they'll go and play it, right? I would rather kids were playing Minecraft for... It's it's more about... Well, there's a lot of reasons I'd rather they were playing Minecraft than Call of Duty. You know what they call it Minecraft these days? It's a Seinfeld of video games. Because it's a game about nothing. No. Do you know something about that that statement that I've just made? Mm -hmm. It's not true. You just made that up. I just made that up. Wow, you should paint that. That's fucking Minecraft. <laughs> the game about nothing. See, it's a bit like Seinfeld. You you listen to an hour and whatever. Let's not get bogged down in like how long it is. An hour and twenty minutes. And you and get one one killer. One killer. That's thing. it. That's it. That's it. Stop the podcast. Hoy, if the mic wasn't so expensive, we're gonna hide it down right now and just left with have, feedback have ringing. Have you got thirty quid? I have got thirty quid. Do you want to give me thirty quid? Because I'll let you do it. <laughs> no, because I think we'll be wasted. It's a nice mic, that actually. I've got it from um, a shop. I was going to say, don't so, name, say the name of the shop unless they give us money. Then we can say the name of the shop. It was uh, Sounds Live. That's where I got most of my musical equipment. Mm. I had to take it back though because it wasn't working, and it turns out it was the lead that wasn't working. Mm. It's a C one, Behringer. B is for Behringer. So Tom Behringer. Tom Berenger, he was a sniper. Sniper elite. Wasn't he the baddie in uh, Platoon? The evil sergeant. Tom Berenger? The the one with the scar on his face? That leaves William Defoe by himself. Kanigi. The first casualty in war is always innocent or something. I thought it was William Defoe. I thought he was the first casualty. Is that Platoon? Yeah, that's William Defoe. He dies. What? Oh, shit. Oh, I was gonna say, he didn't die. I was going to say sniper earlier there, but I meant to delete that. Tom Berenger was the other one, the baddy one with a scar on his face. So when did you start making microphones? Your headphones are Behringer as well. I oh, didn't know he had that sideline. The HPS three thousand Behringer. I might. So I'm gonna. We're talking as well. I'm gonna. We're gonna do a theme tune. Obviously, this was a bit of a, a test to see if it worked, if it was any good, and I think it has been a fucking roaring success. It's gone better than I ever imagined. Oh. Mm. Well, how did you imagine it going? Basically, we're getting in an argument about like. How well, we were nude. Because <laughs> I'll tell you something now when we do get to the top 10, so oh, you oh. tell us your top 10 and I'll tell you my top 10. There's going to be one game that you're going to go. You're going to mm. shake your head and Can't probably just like. One. If it's. Well, get if, it's Kane, if it's Kane and Lynch, then we're no longer friends. No, it's, uh, I think you're safe in that regard. Another thing was. We're, because obviously this this one we've been talking mostly about the history, mm. how we've gone into games and stuff. Oh, very personal history. It's like yeah, it's trying to <clears throat> show our like mindset and where like if people are listening and saying like 
oh Christ, I don't know how you could have played uh, played Doom mm. on the PlayStation or whatnot. It's I all hope relative, isn't it? We'll come to like show why we yeah. come from. It's this not as though, we're, like you say, we haven't just started playing games over the last five years and we decided to go back over the history of games. We've we've been there from the beginning. I mean, come on. Yeah, we might not have took a route that say some. There's some elitists might think, oh, we're yeah. playing the wrong consoles or the right consoles. Or no, we're not. We're not here to tell people what's what's right or wrong. It's just it's all just our opinion. If, if yeah, if yeah, people I, do listen to it and they want to make comments about how we're wrong about different things, it's I'd take it purely it. on the chin because we're, we're going to try to in the future. We're going to have a laptop ready so we can get facts and figures and make it a bit more detailed. And mm-hmm. I think it's good that it's it's like I say, it's organic, isn't yeah. it? It's organic. And natural and free flow and I think that's the best way for it to be but because of my job I listen to a lot of podcasts and I think mm-hmm. the best podcasts are ones that have facts about like definitely and ones that um, uh, the, the, the reason that it spurred me on to, to do this like so soon because we've been not putting it off but we've been planning this for quite a while haven't we and it was initially supposed to be as I said before just get straight in with Xbox 360 mm-hmm. I give it a little bit of history about ourselves but obviously that's changed a bit which is fine but the reason I push us to do it is I've been listening for like the first time really with podcasts. I've been listening to one called What Say You? These two guys from New York who were in a TV show called Practical Jokers and I just find oh. them really likeable and the stories that they tell and stuff. That they're just they're both really funny guys and they've got a really good sense of humour. And over the last couple of weeks I've listened to about 34 of their podcasts which is like probably about 50 hours of podcasts just while I'm about the house and stuff and made us really want to do it just sit because anyone anyone can make a podcast or that's the beauty it's it what it like what is a podcast you know what I mean what is a podcast yeah listeners (laughs) right as they said one of the things they said when I was listening to them is it's effectively like a radio show isn't it without the callers uh, listeners calling in and and playing music and stuff Mm. like that and it's just two people just chatting two or three whatever which leads me on to what I want to say we're discussing getting guests in. Oh yes, haven't already said that ever. Getting guests mm-hmm. in. We've got quite a few friends who also play games a lot. Yeah, one of your That's one true. of our closest friends. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've known him a lot longer, Terry. That might be beeped. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once we ask him if it's alright for him. Ah, and he's like, "No, I'm not going on." Terry, aka Blast Pit. Well, Blast Pit comes from. Well, there you go. Aye, Don Ark mm-hmm. comes from. I'm not going to say the name. If you know the name, write in. You win a prize. Uh, <laughs> but you have to physically write in. You have to actually. We don't actually accept. Write in. We don't have an email or yeah. Facebook. Oh, we'll have a Facebook. Not a Facebook. I was going to say just buzz down there if you can be asked to do any of these things. Oh, I tell you what, if if we were lucky enough for it to take off in any shape or form, if there was one person that wanted to follow on Twitter, I'd set up a one person. Well, hey, <laughs> tell you what. And so, I will sit back and allow you to do that yeah, and yeah. not help in any not, shape or form. I've got plenty of free time. I don't do anything. Oh, that's good because. <laughs> so we, obviously we've got Terry. We've got um, good friend Simon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I think another friend Kai. I think he would be good just for comedic input, if nothing else, because <laughs> he's a good lad. We've also got a friend I work with who would be perfect. Michael. He would be absolutely ideal for it. Yeah, so, he's yeah, a good lad. Him. Yeah. He's a good guy. I enjoyed. Doesn't like you. That goes without saying. Oh, that's just a so joke. Don't, don't bother writing in, listeners. But I mean, we've got a when we we'll eventually do get all the way through to the Xbox 360 in a couple of years' time, um, <laughs> we've got a big list of different things we want to talk about. Like, like you say, the top ten. 
Well, we'll get that to translate all the different genres, really. Uh, different uh, generations, sorry. Yeah. Top 10. Definitely. Best looking, worst, best worst AI glitches, most ambitious games, and stuff like that. Like, we've got loads of stuff to talk about. We're not short for words. We've got plenty of words. But yeah, I think that, I mean, that brings it to about an hour and a half. It's quite successful. Yeah, definitely. It, it might not be an hour and a half. After oh, no, man. Like, I keep having to say that. With disclaimer, just put a disclaimer on the actual thing, just saying everything that we say may has to be taken for granted. Every single thing we say may or may not So what are you going to do? Truth. Slow it down. If after you've edited hey, it. you know what you can do on, your, on the... You can do that when you listen to a podcast. On, you can speed it up or slow it down. Yeah. You can on the iPods. I don't know why you want to do that, though. Is it for people because who can read really fast? Like, well, blah, 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 blah. Do you remember that guy from the Micro Machine adverts? Why does no one remember this guy? Micro machines. Micro machines. Remember micro machines? Yeah. Oh, he says, uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. So, micro machines. Right. Okay. Next question. Do you remember the micro machines advert with the guy who could speak really fast? Uh, no. <laughs> right. Okay. Hang on then. That was a good game on them. I played on the Mega. Oh, I played on the Mega Drive. On the Mega Drive. Yeah. Was a fucking. Do you remember the Mega Drive? The detail in that game, the animation, like the graphics, the tabletop with the yeah with the. Spilled honey and. Do you remember the good thing about the Mega Drive one, which was absolutely two controller, uh, one controller. You could have two people using one controller. Well, it was the fact on the cartridge it had extra ports in the cartridge, so you could like oh. play four player if you wanted. But you could. I'm pretty sure. Again, this is two why we need from a one laptop. pad kind of. So thing. you could have eight players, couldn't you? Right about now, we're now seeing like basically Microsoft machines done everything. It innovated. It had dual wielding. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first game to have dual wielding before Shadowland. Yeah, Man. it like, had hologrammatic cutscenes. They were probably the best of all the hologrammatic. Do you remember that? Sequences. No. I was going to say, were you on drugs at the time? What? When these hologrammatic cutsequences came in? Pre- pretty confident hologrammatics. Not worse. <laughs> Holographic. Is this the advert you're about to show me? When he went, do you want to get more for our collection? He had this, like, kind of like as if he collected the skulls of his victims. It was really yeah. unsettling. That, yeah, and the kid. Yeah. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, Dad you mean we're going to kill again? <laughs> oh, Dad. I love killing <laughs> And so do I. And then at the end. He looked like Super Mario, didn't he? Look like a cross between Nigel Mansell and uh, oh, Nigel Mansell. But yeah, he held a. Uh, I don't know if he still holds the world record for speaking the fastest. You've hit upon something that I hate: world records for like oh, most man. stupid things. Anything will be a world record. It is, yeah. Longest right? podcast. Yeah. Not doing it. No. <laughs> no uh, I, yeah, I mean, we're bullshit, aren't we? What a bullshit. Do they still? Can you still get the Guinness World Record book every year? 
don't know if he is I it Guinness it, as in the beer? Is it? Is it? Yeah, I think the I think it's so. Sponsored anyway. by him or someone? Or is it? I've realised something by the way that I do quite a lot in conversations where like you just said, is it the real? You just went. Yeah. And I went yeah because I think it is pretty sure. But if other people are listening in, yeah, there'll be some guy like going, no. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think well, you're fine. I think like you say, a disclaimer about when every time I say. We're exactly on one minute, thir- sorry, one hour, well, yes. 33 minutes, right? <laughs> it's so like you- Alan Forrest looking at the time. It's like, <laughs> good morning. So, it's yeah, disclaimer for the entire the entirety of anything that we do. We don't claim to know everything. No. If there's someone out there that is listening, bless you. <laughs> Isn't there something else you could be doing with your time? <laughs> yeah, also, if anyone's going to put us right, like, please, please. <laughs> Correct me on anything you want to correct me because that's good to learn. So every day is a school day. I don't think it's good to learn. But every day is a school day. It's not good to learn. No. Okay. Hmm. What about tutorials though? Are oh, they? I mean, were they brilliant? Aren't they? That's a that's a podcast we could have. Tutorials. Where it's funny where they become a necessity in modern gaming to the point where ne- now they're like just annoyance. What about manuals? Remember when you used to get a manual in a game, and now you just don't anymore, do you? Which I, I bought like three games recently, and one of them had a like a massive manual, and it didn't even need it. it wasn't a Witcher, was it? A Witcher two. Oh, that Jesus Christ! That's like a fucking novel. I hear that game, and I want to like it so much. Well, I was looking forward to it. Bought it, played it for a couple of weeks. This is again, a if we if we theme. keep doing this, this is a recurring theme for me. That's probably that's probably going to be on my gravestone. Even though I'm gonna get cremated, <laughs> it's gonna be on my own. Bought it, played it for a couple of weeks, didn't play it again. So I'm probably. You even gonna... <laughs> recommended it to me though. I know. Uh, it's it's a weird game. Like it's it's a it's got like a sort of learning curve that never ends. Like no, that's a good way. All the way it, yeah. through the game, you're playing it, and I played it through. You know when you're playing a game and it just like Final Fantasy VII is a good example of this. You get to a point in Final Fantasy VII where you go. Ah right, so that's what the materia does. That's that's what I'm supposed to be doing now. Yeah. That's I never really felt like I reached that point in Witcher Two where I really was confident that I knew what I was doing. I was killing stuff, I was making potions, I was casting these symbol spell things, but I never really understood what the fuck was going on. It's not, funny. not with the story, with regards to the mechanics and how to control it and the best way to use them. It's funny you should. I totally agree with that's why you have problems with that game. But my problems with the game are different from that. My problem is this. I hate games where the loading is so bad that you get to a point where you know that... Like, you'll have a little pissy, like, side quest where you have to collect, I don't know, seven mushrooms and then take them back to Billy Bob or whatever, oh, right? It was, good, it was a good mission, that one. That was. It was memorable. probably one of the better quests. But I hate it's when you get to them lines and you know it has to load in for the next bit and you just think, you know what? I can't be bothered. So... That's why I stopped playing that game. I was basically doing the most crappy quest involving these dwarves. And I just thought, I don't like the main character. The load times are horrendous. I want to play on the hardest skill level. Mm. But when I play on the hardest skill level, I die a lot. That's, that's... So then I have to sit watching like that load screen. Skill levels. That's going to be another, another topic we need to talk about at some point. Because uh, as we've discussed together... We always like to challenge ourselves and the amount of games I've started and, and put the skill level up to the most difficult skill level and then basically stop myself from playing the game because I've made it too difficult for myself basically. Haven't started it on the normal skill set. I think a horrible fact of life is modern games 
there's certain games where they're not meant to be played on the hardest skill level. Mm. Now, uh, if a lot of people listen are listening, they'll probably think, oh, God, he just wants to walk through it or he doesn't no, know what he's talking about. No, I hear where a game is openly unfair yeah. and it just wants you to like do the same bit over and over and over and over again. Quick time events. <laughs> All right. To go back to the game in which we probably should have done like a little while ago. Christ dying, remember that? Well, um, so I had a PlayStation 2 together and then I bought an Xbox One and you got an Xbox One. So there was a time when we had both PlayStation and Xbox. I, did, I hope you didn't just skim over the PlayStation 2 generation there. No, that's what I meant. PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Not 360, normal Xbox. We had them at the same. Well, that's what I mean. That's what we had. I at got. The same time. I bought my PlayStation Two with money that I won through this fantasy Formula One thing that me my mother used to do every oh, year. Cool. And it was it was my eighteenth birthday. I'm born in November. I won the jackpot, which was a hundred and something quid. Basically, you just had to pick drivers and teams, and all the way through the season, you got points. Mm-hmm. So I won that, which was great. The next day, it was the day after my eighteenth birthday. Went to town, actually with, uh, it was me, I think Simon, your sister, mm. and Carrie, oh, mm. the friend. Uh, we all went to town together and I bought my PlayStation 2. I remember you got a PlayStation 2 before me. Oh, for real? Yeah. Got Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. Wow. What a first Pretty game. Pretty sure Code Veronica X was definitely one of the first ones. It's funny because Code Veronica was a very old school type of game. That was Code, Code Veronica X, is that what it was called? Yeah, something... I just added the X there, I think that was what it was. I think it was because it came out originally, it was a Dreamcast exclusive or something. Oh, so right. they, they then changed it slightly for the PlayStation when they later released it, because the Dreamcast basically, it didn't do very well. Dreamcast. Just never ever played a Dreamcast. No. I think the, the last... Sega console I played was a Mega Drive. PlayStation Two, I got GTA Three, I got four games. Code Veronica X. Nice. Ooh, oh, what else was it? Fucking hell, never gonna remember. But two other games. Red Faction. Definitely oh, wow. Red Faction was one of them. The now, first... there's destruction effects in Red Faction, man. The first we need Red, another Faction Red Faction game. Was it was so clunky, but. There was something I loved about it. I remember playing that on a too hard skill level and getting to a point where I realised this game had not... It didn't give a fuck about us, basically. No, I didn't care again. for you. Nah, it was like, what you're playing bastard. this, but I don't like you. What a bastard of a game. It's like kind of like sleeping with someone who doesn't really like you sort of thing. It's like, allows it to happen, but actually... <laughs> my, my crimes shouldn't be you know like what? publicized. I've never experienced that. <laughs> wow. Neither have I, he's not. <laughs> oh, what was the fourth game? Ah, oh, fuck. Fourth game you've only named. Name three? Good one Rex, Red Faction, Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, see. Grand Theft Auto 3. Wow, that was good. The, the, the leap, because uh, Grand Theft Auto 1 on PlayStation. It. I don't think I could ever really sort of explain concisely how much I loved that game yeah. and how much it kind of meant to us and the way it made us feel. I remember playing it at me, me friend's house. Obviously, it was an 18, I think. We used to like... Because, you know, when you, you, you're kids and you, you actually used to go to other people's houses and play computer games. Uh, yeah. of, like, we, we talked about this the other week, didn't we? We should bring that back where we're actually sitting play games. And I said they, they should make a game where... The hook is 
levels and lives. So mm. by that I mean, if you finish a level, you pass a controller to the next person. If you lose a life, you pass a controller to the next person. And that's how you go through a game. And you could have a, an online game, like something like Super Meat Boy, where Aye, that would work. You, you've got your microphone, you're not necessarily sitting in the same room, you're sitting in your own house. But it's old school like that, where I have a go, I can't do the level, you take over, you have a go, you can't do it. Or you die, I take over like that. I think that would be pretty cool. But that's how we used to play. And Grand Theft Auto was one of the games that he had. And as soon as I started playing it, I just thought, this is absolutely incredible. This is just so, so much fun. Um, even then, I thought you could do anything you want, which when you play, like, well, Grand Theft Auto Five is now what it's turned into. It's just unbelievable. But um, the first one, yeah. I remember I, I wanted to get it when I got my PlayStation eventually. Because I had one, like... My brother had one, like I say, and then got rid of it. My mate had one mm. before me. When I finally got around to getting it, it just kind of clicked one day. that I just thought, I want to get a new game. And I thought, I haven't got Grand Theft Auto. Why haven't I got that? So I went to the shop again. And you didn't know it did all of a sudden went to Friday and stuff? Oh, no, this was this was before Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, this I was see. before Grand Theft Auto 2 could come out. It was still... It had gone platinum, Grand Theft Auto. Remember how they used to have yeah. the silver package? Runs? I never played Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2. Like, never. Actually, if it had gone platinum, if it was like a bestseller, then Grand Theft Auto 2 had it come out. I'm pretty sure it hadn't come out because I'm sure I got Grand Theft Auto 2 when it first came out. But but anyway, I, I, I remember going to the shop and trying to buy it and they said I can't because I'm under 18. So I Wow, said, I bet that never happens now. No. So I said to them, oh, okay, um, what can we do about this? And they said, can I this was weird. Revenge or this was <laughs> Can I have Shadow Man? Uh, yeah, weird, sure yeah. you can. It's an 18, but it's a lot of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, well, I really want it. And they went, well, is there anyone that can come and buy for you? And I went, well... Oh, dear. This was in, in the Forum in Wall's End, and I lived five minutes walking you know, over, obviously where I used to live, how close it was. Mm. And I said, well, my me, me brother's over 18. I don't think he was, but I said, oh, my brother's over 18. And they went, all right. For some reason, my brother didn't want to come and buy it. So they actually, the shop phoned him up, phoned my brother. What? And my brother went, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine for him to buy it. And they sold it to us. How strange is that? Was, that was, it was called Cat Games in the forum in, in, in Wall's End. Yeah, they sold it to us. How strange is that? But it was great. It was just like a little in, in, independent shop, so they didn't really give a shit. But Well, they give it, it's weird. They give a shit to a weird level. Like, yeah. To, they like, give a <laughs> shit, but then they were like, ah, oh, I didn't give a shit. They're so like, you have to ring up. They set the bar. Yeah. And then they just went, fuck it. I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> selling it to you. Uh, but open the rules. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not selling it to you. Oh, what, you're still here? Because normally, like, people from the police, they just go, right, so you must be legitimate. Yeah. Okay, then. It's crazy. So that, that was actually one of the first games that I went and, uh, pro- probably one of the first games that I kind of went and bought by myself and got really excited about it, which is quite late in, a, in, in a life, I suppose, really. But I remember it was sealed and I took it home and I, I had all these memories of playing the game before. It was kind of similar to Final Fantasy VII where I remembered this game, mm-hmm. but I'd completely forgotten about it at the same time. I'd forgotten how good it was and what it meant to us and stuff. But when I started playing Grand Theft Auto, that was just... That was probably one of the first games where I was I realised what was capable and, and what it sort of how it could make us feel. You know what I mean? It's hard to... I do explain why it, it, it clicks when you just think fuck like this is incredible like uh, the way it, even the memories now when I think about it the way it makes us feel it's just like so exciting 
there's nothing truly better than when you you get a great game and you lose yourself like mm. you, you're not looking at the clock you're not aware of like time just like you you might look at the clock and you're going Christ I've been playing this for two hours or but you think it's more because I, I don't I don't really have that feeling too much now I don't know but you think yeah. that's probably because and this is going to be quite deep here so hold on to your hat do you think now we're always looking at the clock mm. in my sitting room the way it's situated yes <laughs> okay right <laughs> I know what you mean though because you've got less I meant more of a sort of metaphorical sense. Yeah. I, uh, even though we're, we're doing this and this podcast, whatever it becomes, whatever it turns into, and whatever each episode's about, will be heavily weighted towards gaming because that's, I suppose it's one, it's the biggest thing we've got in common, I suppose. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, we've got a lot of stuff in common, but it's one of the biggest things. And we'll also talk about the other things like, although we, we do have music in common, musical tastes our musical tastes are very different I think yeah um, we've got crossovers but movies as well we've got a lot of lot of light in common with movies but well maybe it's more towards this podcast we could just talk about movies in regard to gaming do you know what I mean yeah yeah and the way like each magpie off each other like especially now we're getting more about term where like films are picked stealing mm. ideas mm. it's funny I know this is like quite a long time ago but when the original Lord of the Rings came out I'd never read Lord of the Rings I'd always been told it was like something that I would like mm. and I went to sit at the cinema and I'm sitting there and I recognised so much like language from like I was like that's in Final Fantasy that's in that game that's in that game the art influences art yeah influences. art the, the weaponry mithril I knew that mm. from Final Fantasy it's like everything yeah but they don't they call it um because this is a funny thing about <laughs> about gaming when it was all because of Final Fantasy 7 it was all stuff that you read it was all there was no voices I see what you mean Final yeah. Fantasy 8 was voices uh, no voices as well I'm pretty sure but it was just it was all reading aye um, so you had a load of stuff like that that you didn't know how to pronounce <laughs> and I used to go to school and there was um, we used to have like big discussions about how to pronounce now I'm going to write something down here and see how you pronounce well, it. Well, right? before you do, this is a trap because my friends laugh at me anyway because I can't... I'm a very... See, I like black metal bands and, mm-hmm. and death metal bands and they all have like weird names and I'm terrible at pronunciation. Like, yeah. uh, like I'll say this word and come on then, let's have a go and see what... Mana. Right, mana. Which mm. is interesting because that's how some of my friends at school used to say it. But I call it mana. Right. I always because I never heard anyone pronounce it obviously on, on these games it was all just written down so I was looking at it now just inside my internal voice sort of thing I would just call it Mana there was a couple of other ones where you just come up with your own pronunciation for it but the best like something that happened quite recently to me you know internet memes uh-huh. when I first discovered internet memes I, I'd never heard anyone pronounce it so I'd called them memes and that was how I called memes I said it to a lad I work with. I said, "Oh, um, have you seen this this meme?" And he went, "Have I seen what?" <laughs> meme. And he went, "What the fuck's a meme? Meme?" And I was like, "All oh, right, that's so." Ironically enough, I made a meme. <laughs> I oh. made a meme of um, there's a Jonah Hill one where from Superbad where he's standing there and like the punchline is "fuck me," right? What I put was uh, when I when I pronounced when I pronounced it meme instead of meme, so I'd never heard it pronounced out loud before. "Fuck me," right? He saw that and 
I don't know. I don't know if you found it very funny or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was meant as a joke. I thought it was quite funny. But yeah, I mean, Mona. That, that like I say, that's how. Like that lad. Remember Mona Helm. Ah, uh, yeah. Helm. Yeah. You're going. Who the fuck's Mona Helm? Mona Helm. Uh, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. He. he I th- I'm sure he was one of the ones that called it Mana. So yeah, uh, we that was that was one of the games in Metal Gear Solid actually where we used to talk about it at school all the time. We'd have like lessons where the entire lesson was just talking about Final Fantasy VII because that was how we used to do it in the past. You know how we were saying the internet didn't really exist then, so you, you couldn't find out how to get that red bottle that was on top of the bookshelf. It was either magazines, like you say, or you talk about it with your friends at school. Yeah, and and there was this one kid, um, still friends with called Phil who he was like he had encyclopedic knowledge about Final Fantasy it was incredible he, he just knew just everything you know how you had to like raise the chocobos and the different well, the different ways of getting the different colour chocobos uh, he just knew everything about it it was incredible I just created runs on that game every time I could never create a good chocobo so yeah. because of that I missed out a lot on the game yeah, because you had to have the black one could walk anywhere, couldn't it? It could go anywhere. Yeah, like anywhere a blue anywhere. one could go over certain. Uh, all mine came out was yellow all the time, like yeah. useless yellow yeah. ones. Even though I followed like guides and stuff. Ah oh, well, anyway, I think this is the end. It's, it's organically coming to an actual yeah. end, isn't it? <laughs> but I've enjoyed it. You've enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. It's I hope good. anyone listening has, but probably I. I actually don't care really. Well, this is it with these things. I mean. If we hadn't set a microphone up here, yeah, we still could have talked. I, I, yeah. I haven't forced stuff to talk about. We're just lucky you've got this set up. So we've well, had yeah. like a conversation and yeah. we've happened to have a mic here. But the amount of times, if you think about the amount of times when we've just sat and watched a film and I've said, oh, I wish we could just make it up. Ah, and, yeah. Because we always, like when we watched um, Survival of the Dead, Georgia oh Romero. Oh my God, that's And some of, the, some of the kills in that, like the fire extinguisher one and stuff like that. Like, and the cigar that if, kept like, appearing in his mouth and then disappearing. Yeah. I actually did it with the Tiki Motel guys when they were doing their podcast. I remember. The yeah. room one. Some of the stuff that people come out with when they're watching movies or just, when you're just sitting, like some absolute gold comes out and that's what happens in podcasts. Every now and again, Hopefully, more more often than not, you'll you'll someone will say something or come up with something. It'll just be either fascinating, a bit like what I said earlier, which I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what was it I said? Minecraft was the Seinfeld. Ah, of... Minecraft's the Seinfeld of games. This game about nothing. Yeah, that's good. That we'll leave them with that, shall we? Alright. Yeah. That just is think, good. Just think. I'm impressed that. by that. Minefield. Minefield. You can't even remember what you. Minefield. <laughs> Minefield. Just I just accidentally my fault. So bye. Yeah, bye. Think on that. Think on that. <laughs>